Hello, hello, hello. Welcome in. This is Birds of a Feather Podcast with your boy Q City. Your boy Tyrus Bravado. And at the end of the season, this is the Falcon Award Show. It's our first annual award show on Birds of a Feather. We want to honor everybody who was a part of it this year. Um, you know, and if you don't agree, write in, comment, tell us how bad we did, or tell us how good we did. You know what I'm saying? Um, we'll go through, and I'll tell you how much I <laughs> we'll go through each of the awards. <laughs> um, each of the awards are named, right? And so, like, we can go through why they're named and whatnot. Let's get into it, my man. Let's get into it. So, our first award. The John Abraham Award is for our best D lineman. Now, before you get all your panties in a bunch, please understand that I didn't want to use people's names twice. And so the person that you're thinking about shows up in a different award. <laughs> all right. So our John Abraham Award for best D lineman. The reason I chose John Abraham is because obviously I'm like, I'm not old as dirt, <laughs> right? And so, like, when I was really getting into football, loving football, sack artist, sack extraordinaire, uh, free agent signing from the Jets. But you, you don't, don't, don't. You're older than me. You're older than me. Don't do that. Don't do that. But, but, I will. Hey, you don't even know. <laughs> you not. You don't even know where I'm going because because you said the reason why you chose it because you're not older as dirt, but you chose a name that predates both of us for another award. Well, yeah, because you got to. You got to show respect. Gotta show respect. You know what I'm saying? So I, I was gonna put uh um I was gonna have a Vic Beasley award, but that was for most Fugazi. Oh hell no hell. for most Fugazi performance of the year. But I chose I chose not to do it. Chose not to do it out of respect. Um but getting into it. No, because you didn't feel like being petty and it's it's too close. It's it, yeah, it's Sunday now. You didn't want to be petty. <laughs> I respect hey, look, I just try to be a better person. He's still working on me. So, um, obviously, Johnny Ram was a working integral, part, <laughs> integral part of our defense for years. Sack artist, sack extraordinaire. But he truly was rounded out as a defensive lineman. And so we wanted to use that to honor our best defensive lineman of the year. And so our first inaugural winner of our John Abraham Award for best D lineman is... Calais Campbell. He is an impending free agent, but Calais was an absolute monster this year. What you got for us, Taj? Um, you know, I like to uh, present him with these honorable um, AirPods. They're slightly used. <laughs> you know, they, they, they come in the team colors. So, uh, you know, come accept these whenever you get the chance. Uh, we appreciate your contributions. Um, but yeah, Calais, um, when we initially signed him, um, I was skeptical. I mean, I was excited. I'm like I say, because I was excited, you know, all decade member. But I didn't really know what to truly, yeah. But I, I didn't truly know what to expect. Um, but he exceeded the expectations I have. Um, you know, first half of the season, the pass rushing went there, but the run stopping was, and then it seemed like once we hit the commander game, once he got that 100, it just like that man was tearing him up. It took off. Um, it took off. End of the season, I think he had like um a person whose opinion I, I respect a lot. He had charted his pressures at about like fifty pressures, um, which is 
pretty damn good, especially since we were in a pretty heavy rotation, and he had six and a half sacks, which was top for the league with Bud Dupree. Um, yeah, um, 37 years old, he gave you about as much as you could expect and in more. So, I think, yeah, he, he brought some leadership. Um, he helped out some of our younger people. Um, we will mention this other player later on when we get down to the latter part of our awards. Um, but he played an instrumental part, and you know, if he wanted to come back, I would accept him. Yeah, the love, love him to come back in any capacity. He looks like he still got gas in the tank. Obviously, six and a half sacks. Uh, echoing pretty much everything you said, right? Kind of just wondering how much is really left in the tank when you signed him, but you, you got everything you wanted and more this year out of Calais Campbell. With, with the pass and the run, he was he was awesome this year. Um, yeah. All right, so our next award is the Keith Brookings slash Jesse Tuggle Award. Now, the reason I chose two names there is because the only thing that separates these two is one second team all pro selection. Or, yeah, one second team all pro selection. The hammer. Now, you should have you just, I, I, I should have said this before, you should have just cut it down to the hand. Yeah, see, I like I like Jesse, but I can't, you can't deny what Keith does because Keith is the one with the second all pro selection. You can't deny, but. So it was, it was two know, second team all pro selections. Je, Je, Jesse, Je, Jesse was, he, he didn't get the respect he deserved throughout the league. He should be a Hall of Famer too because his numbers, he has the numbers. Yeah, he's a Falcons Rings of Honor member, right? But I, I just, it, in good conscience, because of what Keith did, because of what Jesse did, well, I'm, I'm, I got to put them together here. They are both extremely productive, five-time Pro Bowlers. Uh, Jesse led the league in tackles one year. It's 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 close. Hey man, look, I get what you say, but that, that, that's a lot on a trophy. <laughs> you got to write it in small letters. Now, anyway, obviously, you, you, you got to pick a name. Man. This award, this award is ne- be next year. We, next year, we will revise this. Name. <laughs> we will revise this name. Next Might year. be the Keith Tuggle Award. I don't know. Anyway, um, <laughs> anyway, this award is for the best linebacker, right? Now, after much deliberation, countless hours of going back and forth, burning all twenty twos. We decided on Caden Ellis is our best linebacker this year, right? Uh, what you got for us, Taj? Um, he was the leader of the defense. Um, you know, Jesse was the best player, but, you know, Caden, he provided a lot, and I don't think people quite understand how much he brought um, he was the bridge for a lot of players on the defense because he, him and Anumata were the only ones that actually knew it. So um, his communication definitely helped all parts of the defense, and his communication also helped Landman perform to the level that he did because um, Landman was a very, very close second. Um, very, yeah. very close second. Yeah, Ellis, well, very close, but, um, yeah, Ellis, you know, um, he just brought just a little bit more, in my opinion. Because uh, when you break down the stats, yeah. Solo tackles, you know, Caden had 82, Landman had 66. Assisted tackles, Caden had 40, Landman had 44. Um, you go to forced fumbles, Caden didn't have any. Landman had three. You go to pass deflections, they both had three. You go to interceptions, Caden didn't have his, any. 
Lehman had one. You go to tackles for loss. Caden had 11. Lehman had seven. Um, you go to sacks. Lehman had two. Caden had four. So total tackles, you got Caden with 122. Lehman with 110. Caden um, was kind of just a, a, a Swiss army knife. Um, and Lehman typically came off the they will pull him off the field on third downs for for a, a Richie to bring Richie Grant or Helms on. And I think that was the deciding piece is that Caden, like you said, he's going to stay on the field the whole time. And Landman might not start next year with Troy Anderson healthy. You know what I'm saying? So there's there's a good point. Now I think Landman definitely made more splash splash plays. He was a bigger hitter. All those things are good. He is a bigger hitter. He's definitely a bigger hitter. Yeah. So all those things are good, but. Eventually, they didn't trust him as much in coverage. Yeah. And eventually, you got to bow your head to the fact that, like, Caden did his thing this year. He did, yeah. And in terms of probably one of the most under one of the one of the more underrated free agent signings we had, yeah. Um, because pe- people often talk about obviously Jesse, and they talk about a uh, not a Kuda, but um, Anyamala mm-hmm. and Ellis. Like we we had a very a very strong free agency uh, class, and and now something and, uh, I don't think people appreciate how solid it was. Something I do think of, something I do think of with Caden is heading into a new defense, right? How much of that still stays with you, right? I think retaining some of our defensive uh, staff will go a long way into making sure that's an easy progression and easy flow, but. I don't think this defense is really going to be all that much different. Mm-hmm. You said, and you said that before. You said that before. Yeah, yeah. Tendencies might be a little different, but like in terms of the actual defense, because Raheem, um, you know, even though Raheem's not going to be calling the defense, that's going to be that's going to be Jimmy Lake. He's going to be the one that's called, making the calls. Raheem wants to focus on the team. Um, but with that said, Raheem's still going to have a say. He's going to have a say in both sides of the ball. So. Raheem's years in um in LA, he kind of adopted a few of the principles from the Vic Fangio defense, um, which is a lot of quarters, um, simulated pressures. So like you're still going to see some of the same stuff where you know Ellis lined up in the gaps, um, people bailing bailed out. out. Yeah, it's it's going to be it's it's going to be a lot of the same stuff, but you know, um, especially when you're retaining the, the main defensive assistant and uh, assistant head coach and Jeff Gray, he because he he had a huge part in that defense. So there's going to be some similarities because you want to you want to try to k- keep some of that for the for the young players you got, especially since they since they did so right. well in that defense. Right. Right. So I, I I still expect them to play to the strength. So I I, I it's going to be different. They're, they're going to put their own spin on it, obviously, but the defense won't. I don't I don't expect a drastic difference. The, the probably the biggest difference is you won't see as much man. Mm-hmm. But other than that, yeah, it, it it probably won't be that much of a difference. It won't look too much different. It, and I actually expect a, uh, an improvement. Well. One place of one area that may need slight improvement, but housed our best player was the Deion Sanders Award for best DB. Now, this one doesn't take too much. 
thinking about or knowing, but Richie Grant. <laughs> Jesse Bates the third. Obviously, he had a monster season in All Pro. Um, we have we have this for you. It kind of looks like a football, so we can yeah. That's there's your award. But no, we, we know we we know you gonna take it to the crib, <laughs> right? It, you get that football in his hands, he's gonna do something special with it. Jesse was he was amazing in coverage this year. Obviously, you know had a couple growing pains. Um, but overall, he was clearly, clearly the best DB that we had, and that's that's no slight on I don't AJ. Even know if they were growing pants. He 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 just plays a very aggressive brand of football. Yeah, he gets caught peeking a little bit when you're that aggressive. He he, he be cheating. <laughs> like like, I, I, I'm sorry for his woman. But he was such a cheater, but hey. That, that, that man do, does not believe in he, he does not practice monogamy on that football yeah, field. Nah, 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 nah. He gets his hand caught in a cookie jar a couple times. But but you you take the good with the bad because dang man, there's a lot of good. Like there's, there's a you single-handedly won us the Saints game. So it's like it's, hey, look, man. Jesse, Jesse's he's an amazing player. Um and and really glad that's that's our best free agent signing of the year. It's it's not too much more we can continue to sit over here and slob on him about. So let's go ahead to the let's go ahead to the next one. So our Claude Humphrey Defensive Rookie of the Year. I told y'all his name was coming. Claude obviously won Defensive Rookie of the Year. He's one of the greatest Falcons in history. Um, without further ado. Zach Harrison. Zach Harrison will be our defensive rookie of the year. Now, by virtue of the name, the award has to be given out. There were really only three quote unquote eligible candidates, right? So it was Zach Harrison, Clark Phillips the third, and Helms. Um Helms played played a bit more. I thought that Phillips was extremely impactful in the games that he was in. Right? That that was one of the things we we talked about, I felt like he was extremely impactful in the games he was in, referenced by the five pass deflections that he had. But Zach Harrison, play, uh, he was part heavy part of that rotation, and he had a pretty decent rookie year, right? Yeah. What you got going, Tash? Now three, he had three sacks, four tackles for loss, four quarterback hits, um, and as a rotational guy, that, that that's. Good, and, and you know, um, he even gave you a pass deflection. Um, like he had thirty-three tackles, um, you know, eighteen solo, fifteen assists. Um, he didn't start any games, but I mean, he's not going to start over Calais or Bud Dupree. So, hey, so as a rotational guy, he he did his job, um, and I think he he has a, I think he has a bright future. Um, I think it's extremely bright. If you think about the fact that the team leader had six and a half, he had three. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not like he was far off. Yeah. Um, I do, and I do expect him, if Calais doesn't come back, I do expect him to take a step into a starter role. Um, being just the main strong side different demand, because, you know, he, he's a big guy, 6'6", 274. Um, extremely extremely long arms and he's very athletic um 
and Raheem has shown that he can he can he can get good production out of young um, players. So, you know, twenty two years old, I, I'm very optimistic for his future. Um, hopefully, next year, you know, um, you know, we 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 can um, get a nice jump, and you know, maybe he might win a d- different award. Yeah, might might be looking at him for the John A. Rim Award next year, but uh, yeah. Really, really, just the same things gushing about him. He's, he's, I, I really expect big things coming from him this year. I expect a leap. You know what I'm saying? And it might not be completely in sack numbers, but tackles for loss, quarterback hits, pressures. I, I expect it all up this year. I honestly, I think even if Calais resigns, um, he might not be a starter, but I, I do think that his rotational um, snaps increase. Calais gonna start. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's, he's he might not be a starter, but I do think that his rotation. Oh, you're, you're about that. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think his rotational yeah, snaps he, increase. He's definitely gonna get more of a night. Yeah, he's he's definitely gonna get more of a night. Yeah, no, he ain't starting over Calais. Calm down. <laughs> I wasn't saying that. I wasn't saying that. Yeah. Um. Okay. Yeah. Let me communication. It's all good. All right. And then our last one on the defensive side of the ball, we have our Tommy Novus Defensive Player of the Year. So, obviously, Falcon Ring of Honor member, uh, all-time Falcon defensive player, played a little bit on offense too, but regardless. Um, so he bears the name of our Defensive Player of the Year award, and, the, and it goes to Jesse Bates. Jesse Bates the third. This is his second award. Uh, obviously, he had the Deion Sanders Award. He takes home the Tommy Nobis as well. Uh, where Caden was instrumental in understanding and learning the defense uh, and spreading that message along, Jesse was the heart and soul of the defense and its most impactful player this year. And I think that goes without without saying, right? Yeah, I mean, he gave he led our team in tackles. Um, Eighty nine solo, forty three assisted. Three tackles for loss. Um, he even had a, got a quarterback hit in there. Um, he had six interceptions, one for six, along with ninety-two. He had eleven deflections and three forced fumbles. So he he was the only thing he didn't do was sack the quarterback. Nine accounted for nine turnovers. Accounted for nine turnovers himself, yeah. and and turned one of those into a touchdown. I don't think that like. Please understand that's not normal. He is an all pro, bro. <laughs> like most guys can can shut people yeah. down. He should, he he's supposed to be all. He got snubbed out of first team. He right? really did. He really did. But most guys can lock. Most guys can lock it down, or you know they can probably zone out. He could play in both, and he gets he gets turnovers. He gets his hands on the ball. He makes things happen. Um. And the end, he he works well with others, right? Got the little check mark in his box. Plays well with others because he's a linchpin for that defense. He's he's firing guys up, you know, in the huddle. You can see him, um, you know, on lineup. It, it, this is like the coolest thing to me. That nerd out moment. But like when you watch the all twenty two, right? Pre snap. If you watch Jesse pre snap, and you just see how he's communicating, how he's talking, he he will go down and move a linebacker on a run play and pop back up to where he is and then be in on one of those uh, assisted tackles. Like it's, 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 it's really cool. Yeah. It's really cool. Um, 
And usually you see the middle linebacker with that kind of command over the whole defense, basically the second level and then uh, the D lineman in front. But to have that at the safety level goes a long way in your defense right. not being able and not allowing yards, not allowing, you know, we didn't get a whole bunch of, we didn't get a whole bunch of big plays against us. We didn't allow a whole bunch of touchdowns. Like we were in a lot of games. When we did get hit over the top, it was because, you know, Jesse, like you said, it was a little bit more aggressive. But you got to take the good with the bad because, man, there's a hell of a lot of good there. Yeah. Definitely is. Now, going on to the offensive side of the ball, we have our Mike Ken Award for the best of linemen. Obviously, Mike Ken was one of the greatest linemen in uh, Falcons history. You put him at that tackle spot, didn't have to worry about it for 17 years. He was here for a long time. You could have went Van Noke, but I, I, I like Ken better. I'm not even going to lie to you. I just. Van, Van Noke was our best line. Just, all right. You know, hey, look. You had a chance to name the awards. You had a chance. <laughs> no, I did. Okay, look, look, look. I'm not going to lie. I didn't I, I didn't pay too much attention to the name. <laughs> now. All right, because I didn't, I didn't realize that that you named the best DB the Deion Sanders Award till you said it. I'm like, oh, of course. I mean, what, what else are you gonna name it? The D'Angelo Hall Award. I mean, it makes sense. It makes sense. It makes sense. It, it absolutely makes sense. All right. Nah, see, the, the, I, I, I can never look. I know, I know we all try, but I can never name it the D, the D Hall Award after he let T.O. spit on him on last year on TV. Hey, look, Can't on God, on God, the football career is done. <laughs> the foot, nah, for real, the football career is done, bro. <laughs> yeah. The football career done because you got to see me about that one. Like, and I don't even, I, I'm, if you know me in real life, you know, like, I'm one of the, like, I'm, I'm, I'm chill. Like, a lot of times I don't like taking it there because once I get there, I can't, I can't get back. Like, it's not, it's not, it, it's not, it's not easy, it's not easy to bring it, me back it, then. Just so, like, once, once you take it out of the box, it's not easy putting it back so, in. There. So, the spit in the face, like, <laughs> we not even playing football no more, Doug. <laughs> we, not, we not playing football no more, bro. Like this is this is this man to man stuff right here. So uh Oh yeah, like you yeah, you gonna have to see me. Yeah. So Mike Ken Award for the best O lineman, that is going to be Chris Lindstrom, our Pro Bowl offensive lineman for the year. Me and you had a, a pretty decent discussion on what his transition will be like to the new offense. You happen to think that he's not gonna struggle uh pretty much and he'll be able to continue this this string of production that he has and for me I I think he might but I'm hoping he doesn't especially considering the man got paid and we want him to live up to that. So what you got for us on Chris? See the main reason why another another reason why I don't think because they kept the online coach. So they did. that leads to me to think they're not changing the scheme that much. They're not doing anything drastic. They just want to mix stuff in but you know you you don't get to be the highest graded run blocker by PFF, like or at least top five of the past two years. I think over the past two years, he's the highest rated run, run blocking guard. So like, no, 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 yeah, running the ball, he can. He, he might have had a he does down year, but so like it's it's gonna be fine. Um, that you know it's gonna be fine. You know, um, there was an honorable, well, at least for me, there was an honorable mention in um, Chris Dolman. 
you know, um, out of all of our linemen, you know, we had some some minor regressions, but he's the only one that actually improved. Um, so yeah, but um, Chris Lynch is still he he he's still the head honcho of that room. And I will say, man, with Jake Matthews, he's not he's not dinosaur old. He's not dinosaur old, but I wouldn't be surprised if I think he's only what thirty one, thirty two. Trying to think. I think he's been in the league like 10 years, 10 plus years, hasn't he? He is 32. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's been in the league he like 10 just, years. No, he just, he, 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 matter of fact, it's his birthday. Happy birthday uh, if you're watching this. He just turned 32 today. Huh. Yeah, cool. Um, but no, I, I do I do expect the Falcons to have at least a day three pick on on a tackle, on a developmental tackle. Younger than me. That's crazy. Hey, look, man, I be trying to tell you that you old, bro. I be trying I be trying to tell you. You know you crack when you get up. I mean <laughs> All right. On to on to our Julio Jones Award for our best skill position player. Now this, this might surprise you guys. Just go ahead, get your mind wrapped around it. The Julio Jones Award for the best skill position player goes to Bijan Robinson. No, it's not a surprise. Like we weren't going, we weren't going anywhere weird with it. No, Bijan was the best skill position player that we had this year. Obviously, that's choosing from the wide receivers. We included tight ends on this one, um, but yeah. He was he was the best running back that we had this year, and his production compared to wide receivers and tight ends is it's not even close. He was our best skill position player this year. What you got for us, bro? Most total yards, most touchdowns. Um, I mean, yeah, and, and and he did it on you know on a modest amount of carries. Um. I think that's the part that was kind of shocking. It's not. It's not like he got. It's not like he got three hundred and seventy-five touches. You know what I'm saying? Like in carries, what you said, two fourteen? Because I know it was under two twenty. Yeah. Because he's the he's the first pro- averaged about what. Go ahead. He averaged sixteen touches a game. And there's not really a lot. But that's crazy low. That's crazy low for the type of talent he is. So if you think about it in the context of this, say you have 75 to 80 offensive snaps a game, right? In those 80 snaps, you want, you probably want Bijan to touch the ball, I would say, 25 times. I mean, you. I think at base 20, like at least 20. At least 20. Anything around that, you, you can fill it out. Yeah, he he needs he needs to touch the ball at least twenty times. Because like target target wise, that Tyler Algier does need to be involved in the offense somewhat, but Bijan needs to be the the clear you know head head guy to run. Well, the reasons you know just just the feeling like they they haven't really said much, but the feeling is you know just based off the energy that Raheem is exhibiting when it comes to Bijan that Bijan gonna get fed. They they ain't gonna abuse him, but he gonna get fed. That's that's my thing. Like that's why I said twenty five. So like that leaves you with 
That leaves you with 55 touches. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Drake should get about 10 to 12 targets. Pitt should get between 8 to 10 targets. That's another 20 off top. You're at 35. You, you put in... And th- I'm talking drawing up plays headed to this person. That doesn't necessarily mean catches. It means he draws up plays ready to this person. You got like you got about 35 left. Now, <clears throat> I'd be cool now, if I go ahead. The beautiful thing about this is like the beautiful thing about this is like it don't all have to be in one game. Because like, you know, you, you just want you just want to average out to that. Yeah. So obviously there's gonna be some games where, you know, Drake might get that eight and Pitts might get that twelve. It just depends on, you know. Matchups, um, how they want to scheme it up, or it could be some random stuff where, like, some uh, a receiver that we add through free agency or the draft ends up getting like maybe six in just because how, how stuff works, or, or John who might do something. Um, yeah. it's gonna be interesting to see how they uh divvy out the this this uh divvy, divvy out these touches, but you you have three, you, you have your three guys, yeah. That should that should take the lion's share, the lion's share of the offense, right? Between those three guys, their forty-five plays should go to those three guys, and that's not a crazy number. Forty-five plays should go to those three guys. Yeah, about twenty to be shine, and then you could split the rest with that other two. Yeah, with without question or hesitation. So, um. Really looking forward. He's a candidate for an explosive player this year. But obviously that kind of spoils the next award. The next award is the Matt Ryan Offensive Rookie of the Year Award. Um, Obviously chose Matt because he won Offensive Rookie of the Year. Uh, In 2008, he's one of the best quarterbacks that we have ever had. So that goes to B. John Robinson as well. Just talked about it. Uh, He had a very, very capable rookie year, right? Uh, we got into the discussion a couple weeks ago, and this is prior to, you know, Raheem's press conference and, you know, kind of you getting reports about energy out of the room or whatnot. I actually thought he might be on the offense would be better, but he might be headed for a little decline in production. After hearing everything going on, he is a big fantasy candidate going into next year. I still don't like looking at things from a fantasy standpoint just because you set yourself for disappointment. <laughs> I mean, the 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 way the the way the Rams utilize their running back, the potential's definitely there, but you know, if we, if we don't have a coach that's, that that that's seemingly out for the fantasy community anymore, so I mean, the last coach seemed like he was actively against it, just to be honest. Like, <laughs> like he was active. When I play fantasy football, we're, <laughs> we're, we're, I, I don't care about the fantasy team. Blah, blah, blah. Like, all right, c- c- calm down, buddy. Yeah, he's going up to Pittsburgh. All right. So, <laughs> all right. Then, for our Offensive Player of the Year award, I chose, and it may be a little controversial, but I chose the Michael Vick Offensive Player of the Year award, mainly because Mike Vick was exciting. Hold on, what? Well, he never he never won offensive player of the year. Never won offensive player of the year. He was exciting. Okay, I'm about to say something. I'm about to say something that's going to be very controversial. <clears throat> Hold on, let me take let me take another let me take another tip of my drink. Okay, 
Michael Vick was excited, but he was not a good quarterback in Atlanta. No, that's not even that's not really controversial. That's why it was offensive player of the year. <laughs> see, see, see. Okay, to the to the non casual fan, it's not controversial. But to, to the casual fan, they would try to lynch me. Oh yeah, nah. If nah. I said that, if I said that in the Facebook group, if if I said that in the Facebook group, they'd be talking about pull up. Yeah, no, nah, it's uh, that's not even that's not even really debatable. Uh, Mike Vick was a far better quarterback when he went to Philly, like, and then like like, like see see I, I I see if folks, this is why you pay attention to stuff before before you get started. This all me. I should, I, I could I would have recommended Michael Turner for offensive player of the year. Nah, nah. You Michael Turner was killing it. He was. See, I. But when I, but when I tried to name an award after him, you ain't won it. You know what? This is what. No, this is. This no, is. No, this no, is because, no, because no, 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 because don't know, don't know when they no best free agent. All right, so look, we'll get to that <laughs> award. Was on me. We'll get to that award <laughs> next year. Obviously, our offensive player of the year is Bijan Robinson again. Clean sweep. Uh, best best skill position, offense rookie of the year, and offensive player of the year. Bijan had an outstanding season. It might speak to the ineptitude of our offense, but either way, amazing year. Um, and you know, um, obviously he can't win rookie of the year again, but I do expect him to have a sweep over you know the other two again. Now. Last one is going to be the Dan Reeves Coach of the Year Award. Uh, this will be offered, sadly, to someone who's not here. Our Coach of the Year Award goes to Ryan Nielsen, now the new defensive coordinator for the Jags. He had this defense humming this year, right? And the 7-9 record doesn't happen. Like, we, we easily, easily could have gone 4 and. Thorn was at 13 and, and been out of multiple, multiple games without this defense balling the way it does. And that was a huge credit to Ryan Nielsen, but we do have an honorable mention. What you got for us? Oh, yeah. But hey, the quarter the quarterback situation would be a whole lot easier if we did. But um Yeah, oh the honorable mention is Jeff Gray. Um and he's gonna be instrumental in having some continued success for this defense. Um, I think he was instrumental in helping out first time defensive coordinator Ryan Nelson because he's coordinated before. He he he's done a lot in this league. He's a very experienced coach, and you need those kind of people to lean on when you're you know new to something. So um yeah, Ryan Nelson, you will be missed. Um, we wish you all the best luck in Jacksonville. Um, unless you're playing us. Um. Yeah, um, you gave us the best defense we've had in about 20 years, give or take. Well, roughly, one of the best defenses we had in about 20 years. I still lean toward the 2012 defense and the 2017 defenses. But in terms of sacks, you, you delivered on your promise of get, getting us to the quarterback because you gave us our most sacks in about 20 years for real because we had 42. We haven't been past 40 since then. Yeah, I was about to say, the 2017 defense, I think, was very good complimentary-wise, but I would say our defense this year was much better. I, I wouldn't say much better, but I, I would I would take our defense this year. I, I, just, I, I just think it's the sacks. 
that was a good defense of seventeen. Um, but twenty twelve was twenty twelve was was a better twenty twelve was a top, another top ten you know we had. Um, but when we back when we had Willie Mo, Thomas D. Cool. Yeah, and, you know, yeah. You you gave Matt Ryan the top ten defense. He was putting you in the NFC Championship game. You give Ritter a top ten defense. You pick number eight. It's just there's levels to it. <laughs> no, you know it's it's not all on Ritter, but yeah. Um, yeah, it is what it is. So looking ahead to next year, I would say that. Excuse me. The Deion Sanders Award uh, might go back to Jesse again. The John Abram Award. We talked about uh, Zach Harrison being uh, possibly involved in that one. And then best skill position and offensive player of the year. Uh, heavily, heavily favored for Bijan. Obviously, we don't know who he's going to be. Okay. He's going to be the he's going to be the engine of the offense. Like Bijan is going to be the engine of the offense. So. It's not like that we don't think Drake and Pitts are going to be capable players. It's just B. John's, he's going to be the heart. Uh, obviously, we won't know who defensive rookie or offensive rookie of the year is. Um, the best old lineman, sneaky pick, Bergeron. What you thinking? I don't think, I don't think it's his time yet. You don't think it? Maybe, maybe year three. You won't pass Lynch? Not yet. Maybe year three. But I do think he had a, an amazing rookie season. The, I, I think he had a oh, no, he, really he, good rookie especially season, especially especially in especially in contrast to the the prior that we just before him, Jalen Mayfield, yeah, night and day, yeah. Um, so he he he's actually a competent lineman. So yeah, um, I, I, I'm, I'm I think I think he's gonna get there, but um, like Chris Lynch, that, that's that's a tough beat. You you talking about one of the top three linemen, top, one of the top two or three guards in football. So yeah, that's that's a tough ask. So I I do think Lynchford might sweep that again next year, unless you know, hey, Matthews has to turn back the clock season and slides into an All Pro. You never know. Um, the most he's oh, his turn about the clock still his turn about the clock still isn't as good as Lynchford. <laughs> so. <laughs> So, like, like I love, I, I love Jake, but Jake's he he he's a thing with with tackles. Like, he's good enough to where you can't find better than him. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's good enough to where like any, anyone below him, that's a significant downgrade. But it's hard to find better. It is hard. It's hard. It's hard to find better without like teams that have left tackles ain't letting go of left tackles better than him. Yeah, <laughs> like, no, exactly. Yeah, he's he's like he's right in the. So I won't even say he's in the middle. I would say he's above average. He's above average, but like, no, yeah, no, he 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 he's he's in good enough territory. Yeah, because it's you you could easily do worse than him, but it's hard to do better. It's like you know what he is. He's like an 82, 83 on Madden, where it's like to yeah. it, you're not gonna draft somebody who out the gate is better than him. You're not gonna find anybody in free agency that's decidedly better than him and of competent. And it's funny because that's what that's what his rating is on that. Yeah, yeah, like that's decidedly better than him in free agency. That is the right age. Like when Trip Williams hits free agency, yeah, but he like thirty seven. You should be like, bro, like, yeah, I pay you for one year, but still. And then like, yeah, it yeah, it's hard. It's hard to find better. I, 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 
I also think, like you mentioned, the 83 rating. I also think what what a combined is the eighty twenty rule. Like, he's better than 80% of us out there. 20% is better than him, but good luck getting to it. Yeah, good luck getting to it, right? And I don't think we ever, because we've been in this number eight spot a couple times, but, like, I don't think there's been a tackle available. Year. Yeah, I don't think there's been a tackle available that by far would would justify picking at that spot that would pass, that would pass Jake immediately. I can't think of one. Cause Sewell immediately no. Sewell went to f- well, five. I mean, th- this honestly, this year there could be a debate for that. Um, but you know, we have other needs, and depending on how they go about that, you know, they could say a lot of things. But um, I don't see them addressing tackle in the first round. Second round, assuming that we still have a second, you know, and, 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 you know. You know, there's there's a little buzz that that second might be going to uh, the Midwest. Yeah, and we'll we'll get into that in the draft talk. We so we're closing up this season with the award show next week officially uh, for the Falcons pod. Anyway, road to Detroit, baby. We're gonna be there live from the draft. Can't wait to see y'all. Um, but now we start. We start with the we start with the deep dives. We start with the draft talk. We start with the speculation. All that good jazz. So come on back. Appreciate you guys. Yeah. Um. This is our last. Uh, this is our last episode of the NFL season. Um. Now we get to the second season. So we appreciate y'all uh, coming along on this journey with us, and you know, hearing some of our takes, our arguments, our disagreements, uh, <laughs> just our silliness. I appreciate all y'all. Um. And we got more to come. Um. It's, it's gonna get in depth. Um. You know. I'm a football fanatic. Obviously, he is too, but like the draft is when I really dig deep. Um, so, yeah, stay tuned for the player analysis, um, mock drafts, salary cap uh, analysis, um, free agency predictions, um, cap, cap, cap casualty predictions. You know, it's anything you could think of, we going to get it. We got you covered on the Birds of a Feather podcast. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hit that like, hit that subscribe, right? So we're not just going to be pumping out the content that, you know, our regular Falcons pod, we're, you know, going into the off season of the NFL, we're going to start our uh, NBA pod. So if you're an NBA fan, you're a Hawks pod, you're a Hawks fan, uh, you're going to get some some news there. But then, you know, just the ons and offs, ins and outs here and there, if there's a big free agent signing or something, we might just hop on, do a little 10 minutes or whatever. So go ahead, hit that subscribe button so you get that notification anytime. Uh, like, subscribe, comment. We love to hear from y'all. All of our socials are in the prof- are in the uh, description. We're birds of a feather or b.o.a.f media on Instagram. Uh, X, I'm going to call it X. I'm not calling it Twitter. <laughs> I'm calling it X. I'm calling it Twitter. I'm not, I'm, I'm not calling it X. I refuse. And um, I'm calling it what is my name. <laughs> and we have a Facebook page, you guys. So uh, reach out to us. Obviously, we use, we use you guys for City Talk. You know what I'm saying? We love to hear what y'all want to know. And then we give it right back to you using our football knowledge. So once again, echoing Taz's beautiful statements. We appreciate y'all. Thank you for the ride. Let's go ahead in the next season. This has been your boy Q City. Your boy Todd Bravado. We out.
Peace.